Welcome to Shruti Out Loud, a podcast where I invite guests from different walks of life to share their stories of following their passion, success, and happiness, which in turn motivates our listeners to follow their heart. Hello. Hi, Carly. Hi Shruti, how are you? I am doing really well. How are you? How is this lockdown treating you? <laughs> it's going well. It's are you a lot? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Do you think it's suffocating you? No, not at all. I'm an introverted extrovert, so I'm like so happy to have an excuse to be home all the time. And oh, I feel perfect. guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. What about you? Um, it's going well. It is going actually really well, and you know, it is giving me all the time to sort of work on all the plans and projects that I had been planning for such a long time. But somehow, I just could not find time. But now it's like you know, instead of twenty-four hours, I'm really wishing that I could get forty-eight hours instead. Right. It's so funny. We have the whole day, and now it feels like we still don't have enough hours in the day because we're taking on so many new projects, like this one. Absolutely, absolutely. So, talking about this project, I want to sort of, you know, introduce the whole thing and then possibly talk about you a little. So, uh, hey everyone, today we are with Carly, and the topic that we'll be discussing today is easing into veganism. So, I will let Carly take over and introduce herself, and let's talk about Carly a bit. So, Carly, who are you? Okay. Sure. Here we go. Um, so I am a, a traveler um, and originally from the U.S., from Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. And about two years ago, almost exactly, I left my corporate job in the fashion and beauty industry um, back home. Mm-hmm. And I decided to um, just take a backpack with me and take the opportunity that I had to um, travel around the world, and that has led me to India, mm-hmm. um, and I have spent the last two years backpacking around mostly India, but also a few other countries in Asia, Sri Lanka, Nepal, mm-hmm. and Thailand, where we met, of wow. course. Yes. Um, along the way, um, I've been a vegan for 11 years, vegetarian for over 30, wow. and um, back home I was a lonely vegan. I was never into activism. I didn't even like the word vegan. I was very mm-hmm. energetic. Um, but along my travels, I met a fellow vegan activist who um, actually made a post on Instagram about me and uh, had that one post connected me to pretty much the entire vegan community in India and kind of created a new pathway for me. And since then, the vegan community in India has really become like my uh, my home away from home, and I've gotten to do so many cool, amazing projects um, through this community. Um, so, yeah, and now mm-hmm. I'm currently living in between Chennai and Oroville, mm-hmm. um, and with my partner, um, who I met at a vegan conference, who owns a vegan store here, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it's focusing on, I teach yoga and vegan activism and work with animals, and um, that's about it right now. Wow. So you actually, when you think about it, you actually, you know, sort of took a really long road to sort of be where you are and be happy where you are. Definitely a very long and twisted, windy road to get here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, here I would like to ask you something that um, 
how did you get the idea the i would say the the seed that really sort of you know brought up this plant of veganism in your life so how did that start like you just mentioned that you were in a beauty industry and all of that and it's very you know it's very different from where you are right now so how did this happen yeah so i was always an animal lover like uh-huh. since i was very young um since i was just a, a baby since i can remember and um so that's why i chose to go vegetarian on my own at about five years old i say five my dad says it was between three and four <laughs> so i think like in wow. children are so innocent um I don't think anyone is born a meat eater. We are we are right. born loving animals, Absolutely. and we only eat them because of um, it's it's a social thing. It's it's brought upon us later in life that this is the social norm. Right, but right. Um, you know, you put a child in a crib with an apple and a bunny, they're going to eat mm-hmm. the apple. So um, as a small child, I chose to be vegetarian. As soon as I discovered, you know, what I was eating, I was like, nope, no way, never. Um, I didn't know vegan existed, so I mm-hmm. thought I was doing everything I could by being a vegetarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fast forward to um, when I was 25, uh-huh. I was working in the mall at the time, and I was on a lunch break, uh-huh. and I hadn't really heard about veganism. I was in a uh, shop, and I picked up a book, um, and the book is called Skinny Bitch, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, the title was really catchy. I had, I heard about it before, and I just on a whim bought it on my lunch break. I went home and started reading that night, uh-huh. and I couldn't put the book down. And within about halfway into the book, I would say, um, I immediately cold turkey went 100% vegan, and I never went back. Um, it was really one of those, like, I couldn't unknow the information mm-hmm. i couldn't unsee what i had seen in my head right, after right. reading the information in the book um and it has a catchy title but the book really went through each topic of veganism mm. so it went through the dairy industry it went through the slaughterhouses it went through the health aspects um and it went through the environmental aspects um, wow. it covered yeah. every single base and um yeah from that moment on I just couldn't go back, and that was it for me. Um, so from there, then kind of started the rest of the journey through health and um, mm-hmm. activism and all of that. But that's where the seed was planted. So, um, yeah, it was really by chance. Yeah. <laughs> kind of by chance, a little bit. Obviously, it was already on my way. I was right. So um, would you yeah. say that this book really sort of, you know, helped you to take this path completely and just you know just go for it that that kind was that book the would you say that was the final push for you yeah it changed my life because um like i wish i had known the information sooner i was mm-hmm. really upset that no one had shared this with me that i didn't know this information why was this information a secret why did i not know about the dairy industry why right. was I said lies telling me that this was healthy and this is not That's cool? Um, and so, yeah, and, and I think now, obviously, we're in a different era. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a digital era, right? People are not going vegan through books for the most part. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, people still read, but right. we, it, it's all the Internet, right? So Absolutely. it's Instagram, it's YouTube, it's Facebook. It's everything, um, yeah. But however people are getting that seed planted, someone is sharing that information with them for the first time. Absolutely. Um, 
and so that's all it took. And, and I think that's all it takes for a lot of people. But there's a lot of people out there who no one has shared that information with them yet. Hmm. So, that's true. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, that was it for me. So would you, uh, just a quick uh, question before we move ahead. So would you suggest yeah. people to go ahead with this book if they really want to know more about what is this? What is veganism and why should they do it? Would you suggest they yeah. start off with this book? Absolutely. Like, it's it's all based on medical studies and uh-huh. factual information. Uh-huh. So it's all, um, it's written really tongue-in-cheek. Um, like, it's written the way that you would talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all backed by medical studies and, and medical information. So, um, and fact-based information and all the, re- all the stories are cited at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely recommend that book. They even have a section in the back. It's like a glossary of terms of like things that sound scary, yeah. but are, are actually safe and things that sound safe, but are actually not good ingredients. Um, right, right. It has like um, meal examples of meal plans. Um, it's got a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's also a lot of like documentaries and movies out there that are really great too. Right. Um, as we know, like Game Changers is a big uh-huh. one right now. Absolutely, I know absolutely. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about that for sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want. Carly to define veganism in her own words. Like, I don't want, you know, what people read on internet. I don't want what sort of, you know, the defined, I don't want the defined definition. I want Carly to define veganism for me. Sure. Um, so for me, like, when I first went vegan, I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even use the word vegan. To me, that was a negative term. At the time, um, it had a lot of negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So what I would explain to people, I wouldn't even say I'm vegan. I would say, I don't eat any animal products. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a vegan diet, right? And you don't eat anything uh, that comes from an animal. Right. Um, and then when you take veganism as a lifestyle, one step forward, it's not just about the diet. Mm-hmm. And like when I first started, it was just about not eating anything from an animal. And then I kind of evolved into what is considered fully vegan, which is not exploiting animals in any way. Mm-hmm. So that is the basis of veganism. It is, you know, we we don't have a right to and we shouldn't exploit animals in Absolutely. any way for ourselves. Absolutely. So we should leave them alone. So that includes, like, not going to zoos or circuses, not uh-huh. riding on animals, whether they be horses or wild animals, right. um, not breeding animals because that is, you know, we're okay. forcing mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really just respecting animals the same way we respect humans or we would expect people to treat humans. So right. um, the word speciesism comes to mind, which uh-huh. is, you know, treating all species the same way that we would treat humans or the same way that we would treat, say, like a dog or a pet, a dog or a cat or a pet. Um, So, yeah, so that would be my definition of veganism. All right. Um, Okay, are there any myths that you would like to address? Because there are so many, I would say, myths or, you know, misunderstandings that people have. And Is there anything possibly, maybe just one myth that you would like to break in this conversation? (laughs) <laughs> sure. Um, I would say, like, one of the myths is that, like, veganism is trendy, that it's a trend, uh-huh. um, or that it's a diet. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it's really a lifestyle. So Absolutely. it's just li- living a compassionate lifestyle and extending that compassion outside the circle of just humans, but extending it to all species and mm-hmm. animals. Um, and the environment too, right? Like the world around us. I would say also on that note, like that the vegans don't care about people. Mm-hmm. So we just mm-hmm. care about animals. But we are extending what we already feel for people. Right. To right. All, all living beings. So we do care about people and, and we care about animals too. Yeah. Um, Why not just other, sort of, you know, extend that love? Yeah. Like extend that circle of compassion outside of just humans and, and pets. Um, the other big one I have to address is protein, mm-hmm. like the protein myth. Mm-hmm, um, that's a really big one. That's actually very, very true. It amazes me that I still get this question sometimes, uh-huh. but I'm happy to answer it for people. Uh-huh. I think the easiest way to think about it is that plants have protein. Right. So all of the animals that we eat for protein, they right. have to get their protein somewhere. Absolutely. So where do they get their protein? And they get it from plants. Hmm. So, um, and most people consume too much protein. Uh, also, protein from animals is not healthy for us. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. So, you know, broccoli has protein, legumes and beans have protein, um, uh, brown rice has protein, peas have protein. Um, So protein is actually really easy to get in your diet if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet um, with lots of veggies, greens, and nuts Mm -hmm. and seeds. You don't even have to worry about it. You don't even have to track it. Yeah, I so, think that's a very good one, uh, a very, very good myth that you have actually addressed, and I'm sure it, it is going to help a lot of people and um, sort of, you know, help them to take this decision. If this was stopping them, it, this was the reason that they were sort of, you know, thinking about that, okay, I am okay, I am okay, and I will be a vegan, but where will I get my protein? So there you go. You know, that's the, that's the answer right there, that you don't have to worry about your protein, even if you are a vegan. You, it is readily available, it is freely available, and there are so many options to go ahead with. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so many options. I mean, I could go on and on. Absolutely. Um, all the places that we can get our protein, um, but I would say that that is still one of the biggest myths. It sure is, it sure is, because even um, I am a vegetarian, and even, you know, for... Even with me, people go on about this, that, okay, so where do you get your, you know, protein from and this and that. So, yeah, it's it's right there. By not eating meat, yeah. Yes. Even as a vegetarian, they ask you that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, oh, you are on, you know, you are only eating leaves and all. And how do you, obviously, you know, you know that these questions are very much there, very, very much there. I would like to ask you if you have faced a lot of backlash from the, um people the society and do they question your um you know the the choice of this lifestyle and have you faced that yes a lot um a lot less now than i used to Mm -hmm. Um, growing up it was a really unfamiliar thing um and even being vegetarian like in india is much more common but mm-hmm. back home in the u.s being vegetarian is much less common and even more so years back um i remember as a kid um i refused to eat fish at mm-hmm. dinner at a friend's house and the mom okay. sent me home crying yelling at me for not eating her food calling me oh. rude and bratty um, oh. even as a child yeah how old were you when this happened oh, maybe seven, eight years old. Oh, oh, 
I'm really sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's surprising, right? It's shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you are not supposed to, you know, talk choice. to a seven, eight-year-old like that. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to, like, birthday parties as a kid, and um, they would order pizza, and um, they would order pepperoni pizza, uh-huh, and uh-huh. one cheese, and everyone would eat the cheese, and I would have nothing to eat. Oh, um, and I would yeah. always have to apologize for being difficult uh-huh, uh-huh, just uh-huh. for making this choice not to harm animals. You know, and um, so it was kind of like drilled into me from a young age to apologize. Hmm. So I spent so much time, even as an adult, you know, I would have meetings Uh and they would have to cater a specific vegan meal for me at these meetings because everyone knew I was like the token vegan. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I would, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to put you out of your way. Um, And so like you spend a lot of time apologizing. Right, Um, right, right. So it's a lot more common now, but then you do get a bit of retaliation. Like, as I've been traveling, uh-huh. um, I've met a lot of vegans, but I've also met a lot of people who then are in um, opposition. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. The That's extremes true. on both sides. Um, and so you do, you do get kind of used to it, and you get – it gets easier. You get – in the beginning, I would get really emotional and really defensive, mm-hmm. and I'd be like – I would just block the person. I'd be like, it's not my job to defend myself. Right, and right. then as I started getting into activism, I realized that actually each person that challenges me is an opportunity. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is someone I can – if I can remain calm, keep my cool – breathe, take a minute to think about it, right. and then logically, like, answer any questions they have. Absolutely. This is an opportunity for me to maybe open someone's eyes Absolutely. and uh, and change their mind because if they're feeling defensive, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. it's probably because they feel bad about their own choices and maybe they want someone to give them a reason. Like, okay, explain it to me, and if you can, I might think about making a change. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely changed the way that I react to that backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at it as an opportunity instead of getting really defensive and emotional and hurt by it. Yeah. Yeah. But I really hope but it still know, happens. Oh but yeah. I really hope that, you know, the frequency has really gone down because nowadays people are um choosing this path. They are finally seeing this and, you know, realizing that okay, okay, all right, if people are making that choice it's it's fine. But yes, there are still a lot lot of people who get very defensive. I would absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah, because you're challenging yeah. the way that they live their life. So, of course, they're going to get defensive. Exactly, um, Because it makes yeah. them feel bad. And we're not out here to make anyone feel bad. Like, that's not our goal. But mm-hmm, we'd like mm-hmm. the animal abuse to stop. Like, I would like the animal abuse to stop. So, if it makes you feel bad, maybe that's something you need to think about. Absolutely, like, yeah. That's that there. That people think that, you know, we are just possibly trying to put them down or something. That we are sort of, you know, pointing fingers at them or something. But... Yeah, that's not how it is. That's not, and if that question is coming to their mind, if it is coming from their inside their heart, then obviously it is something that, you know, it's, it, it bothers them. It's just that they possibly don't want to address it and that's why they, why they become defensive. Right, because they know it's the right thing to do, but they're having trouble making the change in their life. Like, 
I believe that most people are inherently vegan because most people are inherently compassionate. Most people would not abuse the mm-hmm. animal if it was right in front of them. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they'll pay for someone else to do it because society has made it okay. Right, um, right. Society has put all of these things where you can't see them and then sold them to you. So, you know, people, if, if, if someone was, you know, had the animal in front of them and had to, you know, um, abuse the animal themselves, they wouldn't do it, most people. I would mm-hmm. say 99.999% of people, um, they would be vegan. Right, but right, right. But since someone else is doing it and packaging it up and selling it to you in a grocery store, exactly. then that makes it, um, they're like, they're hiding it, right? Hmm. Exactly. That, that's very true. That's very true. And, uh, yeah, so you have pretty much answered my uh, question of, you know, because I really wanted to ask you that sometimes people, they, uh, they obviously, they start judging you and they sort of, you know, they don't want to become a vegan and they, they are like, no, we, 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 we don't want to be a vegan and we are happy with the choices we are living with. So how do you make peace with that? As in you simply let it go? That it's all right. Okay, it's their choice. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I agree with you there. Like, and I think, like, as vegan becomes more mainstream mm-hmm. and more socially accepted and vegans are on the rise and it's becoming socially normal, like, I'm, I'm so happy that less people, like, okay, if you can't be vegan, at least don't judge vegans. At least don't disrespect them. At least mm-hmm. respect it. And I do come across so many more people now, I have to say, uh-huh. who are really open to it. And they're like, you know what? I can't argue with it. I can, like, I'm not going to argue that animal abuse is okay. Uh-huh. I, I agree with you. I'm with you. Uh-huh. I'm struggling to get there myself and I'm working on making those steps, but they're, they're really positive and mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. you know, they, they want to know more and they're like, you know, I have questions. Can you help me? Or even if they don't want to, they're like, you know, at least I know you're right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, in uh-huh. that animals shouldn't suffer for our meal, right? Right. Um, so it's definitely come a long way in that regard. Um, and that's, you know, like, yes, it would be nice if everyone went vegan. Yeah. But if you can't go completely vegan, it's definitely helpful to at least be open to the idea. Absolutely. And maybe eat one vegan meal a week or one vegan meal a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Even that would be quite a lot. Yeah, the January is a huge trend, right? So so uh-huh. many people are trying it for the month of January each uh-huh. year. Um, and, and these are non-vegans, but they're at least trying it out, and they're at least respecting it and acknowledging um, that it's a good thing. That's true. That's very, very true. Actually, yes, uh, transition is, for some people, it is very slow, and um, because, you know, for some people to understand it and accept it and, because obviously accepting it also means that they are accepting that they have been sort of, you know, eating animals for their meat. And changing that mindset, obviously it takes time. The transition happens slowly. But yes, as long as it happens, even if it takes some time, it's all right. It's, it's pretty much yeah. okay. Yeah. Some Everyone's different. Like some people it's overnight and some people it takes a little bit longer. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think it depends what the reason is. So, like, if it's for health reasons or the environmental reasons, which mm-hmm. are to me not the reason I'm vegan, but they're definitely a huge benefit of being vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an ethical vegan, so for me, it's the animals 100. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you find someone who the reason behind it would be the environment or diet, 
and health, it might take them a little longer because uh-huh. there are some days I'm better with my diet and some days that I'm not. Right. There's sometimes that I don't buy plastic for a month and sometimes I buy some plastic and I feel really bad about it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But when you strip it down to the animals and mm-hmm. the reason behind it being ethical, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's easier to stick with it. Because right. I'm going to be ethical every day of my life. There is no flexibility on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think most people would feel the same way. Um, like, they're not going to abuse a person on a daily basis. So if you extend that to animals, then I think it's easier to stick with it, to be consistent, to make that choice hmm. a lifestyle, and it becomes a little more permanent. Right, right, right. That's true. That's very, very true, actually. When you think about it that way, I think that's a very good way to go on about it. Yeah. Okay. So I know you kind of wanted to talk about game, the movie Game yes. Changer, too. I know that's yes. a, like a really big buzzword right now. Um, have you seen it yourself? Yes, I have. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, 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 I did. And honestly, I'll tell you very honestly that um, because, you know, I have been always very lean. And for past few years, I have been trying to gain weight and you know, protein, obviously, again, the protein was my problem because I am a vegetarian. So, um, so for me, I started going to the gym and all of that, and I started eating eggs. And okay. because I thought that was the possibly the easiest way to put some protein the in. Main way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that, and I was, honestly, I was, I, I had started loving it. I won't even deny it. I, I did because, you know, I was trying different things, and, yeah, I was loving it. But then I saw Game Changer and I was like, I don't need that. I don't, I am not going to, you know, buy any eggs anymore. And I think we still had some eggs in our fridge when I I saw that documentary. And after that, I just told my mom that, mommy, I'm I'm not going to eat them anymore. So, yeah, that, that even Game Changer changed that perspective for me completely. Like, I won't say that, you know, I will suddenly go start going for eggless cakes and all of that. That's the indirect way would still be there. But at least mm-hmm. I put my foot down and I was like, no, I am not going to do this directly. At least that's mm-hmm. one way that, you know, I am going to take this path ahead. And no, I'm not going to eat eggs directly anymore. And gradually, I I really want to make that change. And it is a little difficult, I'll be very honest, because, you know, coming from um, uh, an Indian family and, you know, we use ghee and all of that, that's very much a part yeah. of our life. So even if I tell my mom, okay, mama, I'm, I'm going to be a vegan. So because, you know, we use ghee quite a lot in everything that we make. So it would be a little difficult for her also to adjust to that. But I think gradually I will reach there. Like I know that gradually I am going to reach there. So what do you think about the documentary game changer. What would you like to say about it? <laughs> like, I would really like to hear your question. Yeah, so, if I can be really honest, like, I went vegan before all of these documentaries came out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I watched only one documentary um, up until recently in my entire vegan life. And that was um, I, I ordered a vegan starter kit and they sent a documentary in the mail. Uh-huh. And um, it was called Meet Your Meat. Uh-huh. And I still recommend it to anyone um, who's interested. It's a short, short film, and uh-huh. it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. It's okay. um, slaughterhouse footage. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I honestly couldn't eat for, like, a week. Oh. Um, I was already vegetarian and already 
mm-hmm. going vegan at this point, and mm-hmm. I still couldn't eat anything for like a week because it really, oh. really stuck with me. So I think documentaries in general are really powerful mm-hmm. and really important for people to see, even if you are already vegan or vegetarian, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it is it's a kind of a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. Right, right. Um, so, so for that documentary, I honestly hadn't seen most of them, and I still hadn't seen a lot because I was kind of like the mindset of, like, I'm already vegan. I don't need to see it. Right. Um, so, But when Game Changers came out, I did watch it, and um, it was really cool because they took a different angle. And Absolutely. And obviously they're, they're – for anyone who hasn't seen it, they're showing elite athletes. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know – narrated by an elite athlete who's on this journey and they show a completely different angle you know they don't show any of the like slaughterhouse footage and and the stuff that some people just don't want to see and Mm -hmm. so you get a a lot of people a new audience of people who are open to learning about veganism and anything that does that is good for the movement and good for the animals um and then what i saw after this documentary was um Like, I noticed guys on Facebook Uh who I knew when I was younger Uh who were kind of like the meathead stereotypes Uh uh posting uh about going vegan and plant-based, and they're posting about Facebook, and I was shocked. And these are people who probably teased me and gave me a hard time about it Mm. when I was younger, who are now changing their minds because of it solely based on this documentary. And we actually... um, Within my partner's friends group, um, he saw a lot of his friends who had given him a hard time start uh-huh. to go vegan. Um, and a lot of um, guys started coming into the store um, looking at vegan options. So it really appealed to an audience that that maybe hadn't been appealed to before. So right, I think right. that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, Even Two of my very close friends, even after uh, watching Game Changer, even they decided to go vegetarian at least. Like, because, yeah. you know, the transition to vegan is, I would say, that is difficult. But, yeah, they and these people are who used to sort of, you know, eat meat on a regular basis. Like, their childhood, it's, it, it, has, it had been very normal for them. So yeah, they thought it was manly. They're, these are the gym guys. These are... Um, the guys who think it's cool and who think it's wussy to be vegetarian or vegan. Right. And um, all of a sudden, you're showing them that, you know, it's not. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's a big change. And vegetarian first is how most people get there. So I hmm. was vegetarian first. So I think that's a great first step. Yeah. Some people go straight to vegan from non-veg. I know a lot of people have gone hardcore non-veg to vegan. Mm-hmm. But vegetarian to vegan is probably the easiest way. So it's a great way to ease yourself into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was actually very, both of them, when they told me that, okay, you know what, we are vegetarians now. And I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, okay, that I am very happy to hear it, to be very honest. And I just hope that you stick to it. That was my only hope that, you know, I really hope that you sort of just continue with this and, you know, take this ahead. And, yeah. Yeah, and what um, we were talking with one friend and uh, we were at dinner a group dinner, and one friend, uh, her, she's not vegan, but her husband had gone vegan mm-hmm. because of this documentary belief. And he said originally he did it for health reasons. Mm-hmm. But then later, the animal cruelty reasons 
as he started to do more research and his eyes really opened mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it changed and he changed from being a health food, health vegan uh, to being a, an ethical vegan. So that right. really stuck with me, like in order yeah. for it to be a permanent change, like a diet is a fad. A diet is not something that sticks. Absolutely. Um, so it, it's great if people do it for their diet, but it doesn't have longevity or staying power. Um, if, if they do it for, you know, their health or their lifestyle, it's great. But if you do it from an ethical standpoint, then that really is when it has the staying power. So absolutely, a lot of people will get there through game changers. And then, you know, as they see that the diet is easy, they think about why they're doing it and they connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Okay. So, Carly, I want you to tell us a bit about the vegan store that your uh, partner runs and what's it, its name and sort of, you know, just give me a little bit information on that so that possibly some of our listeners who might be based there and if they want to sort of, you know, explore it, they should know that, okay, this is the place it's where they can easily head and yeah. It's the yeah, answer. definitely. I would love to. It's, um, it's in Chennai. It's called Earth Story. And it's the first and only vegan, fully vegan store in Chennai. And it's mm-hmm. a, like a vegan lifestyle store. So they have everything from food to cosmetics to household cleaning items oh, wow. um, to shoes and wallets um, to makeup. Um, so, you know, like oh. vegan, people think about vegan as a uh-huh. diet, but they don't think about the fact that um, a lot of you know, household items may have animal ingredients in them. Right, a right, lot of right. makeup and skincare has animal ingredients in it. Um, so it's more than just your food, but there are things that you use every day as well. Um, so, yeah, so the store is here in Chennai. It's called Earth Story. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are in the Chennai area, there's also um, a branch in Pondicherry and one mm-hmm. in Point Vitor that just opened. Oh, wow. That's um, yeah. Yeah, and and. You know, off the top of my head, I know about um, one vegan store in Mumbai called Rare Earth, um, and that's just off the top of my head. So, uh-huh. do you have any suggestions coming, for Delhi? Uh, I don't know of a vegan store in Delhi, but there are a lot of great vegan restaurants in Delhi, uh-huh. um, and all over. So, one of my favorite tips for anyone thinking of going vegan or travelers that are vegan is mm-hmm. to use Happy Cow. It's a really cool app where anywhere in the world and especially India, mm-hmm. um, you can just do type in nearby uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it will show you nearby vegan restaurants. It will show you vegetarian restaurants. It will show you um, vegan stores. It will give you non-veg restaurants that have vegan options on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, that would be actually very helpful. Really, it's really growing. So, um, you know, more vegan stores are opening up, like the one here in Chennai um, that my partner runs. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And they're popping up all over the place. So, and um, zero waste stores as well. Um, it's vegan zero waste stores. Uh-huh. I think they just opened one in Sri Lanka, where I had also right. been on my travels. Um, and we also went uh, in Thailand when we were together. Yes, we did. <laughs> we sure <laughs> did. And I loved that place. And yes, whatever. I tried there. It was oh, so good, so good. Like, why not? The question was, why not? If you are getting something like this to eat or drink, and what difference does it make? You know, you are being ethical. You are treating everybody equally on this planet, and 
yeah, you're still getting to eat such delicious stuff. So yeah, and we were so we were in Koh Samui, um, tiny little island uh, island in Thailand, and it was uh, it wasn't even you know I just came across that place accidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't even coming up on any of the apps that I use. No one had recommended it to me. I just saw it walking down the street, and I saw a sign that said vegan, and I remember my eyes lit up <laughs> across the street from where we were staying. Right, right, um, right, right. Run by two local women. And I think we have, like, protein smoothie bowls for breakfast and some yes. raw protein bars that they made. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was at a little organic shop. And it's like, you know, if we can find that on vacation, traveling in Thailand, on exactly. a tiny little island, then you can find it in Delhi. Absolutely. And you can find it in Mumbai. And you can find it in the cities. And if you're not in the city, honestly, like, I've been in so many small um local villages while I've been traveling um, and the easiest thing to do is just to buy local fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and nuts and seeds and you're good so right. you don't need like these these restaurants and these cafes are great and they're amazing and they make it accessible but you don't uh-huh. need that right like that's another misconception and especially in India most pure veg restaurants mm-hmm. if you just say no ghee no curd mm. it's vegan Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's actually really easy to eat local and sustainable and budget-friendly while traveling and be vegan. Um, Much easier than people think. Much, Mm -hmm. much easier. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have a quick question. It just came to my mind, actually, that um, do you think that um, the food options that are vegetarian or vegan, they are a bit on the expensive side? Mm-hmm. And that can be one of the reasons that it possibly, you know, stops people from taking that path. Yeah, so that is probably the biggest misconception that I should have addressed when you asked me earlier is that it's expensive mm-hmm. and that it's elitist and that only people with money can afford to be vegan. Right, right. Um, be, being vegan can be really expensive. And uh-huh. being non-veg can be really expensive, right? right you can right. go to really expensive five-star veg restaurants, and you can go to cheap ones. You can make your own food at home uh, and have it be inexpensive, or you can choose to go out to eat. So it's it's really what you make it. I feel like there are options in all categories. So there are expensive touristy vegan restaurants, and uh-huh. there are local restaurants where you get your dinner for less and a hundred rupees. Right, absolutely. So I think that's a huge misconception. Um, But, you know, if you're looking at, like, expensive dairy alternatives, Mm -hmm. yes, it can get pricey, right? If you are going to be a junk food vegan, which is fine, Mm -hmm. um, and you might be splurging on some 400 rupee ice cream Mm -hmm. and some 300 rupee, like, nut milk and you're gonna be buying tofu and all of these things like it can get expensive right but those are just those are great transitional foods you know Mm. i i splurge on those foods sometimes too but those foods are not necessary for our diet right you do not need milk you do not need um you know vegan cheese you Uh do not need these things to be healthy and for your nutrition um, if you want these things, that's great. And I, I promote these companies that sell them because mm-hmm. it helps people to transition to cruelty-free options. Absolutely, uh, but yeah. they are not necessary. Like, you can drink your coffee black. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah. 
make your oats with water, hot water. You know, you can make your tea with water. You can make it black. You do mm. not need milk in your diet whatsoever. Right. Um, like you can, you can make all of the best curries with coconut milk. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't need all of these expensive alternatives. So it can really be, it can cost as much as you want it to be. I've been traveling on a, on a pretty, um, pretty minuscule budget for uh-huh. quite a long time. So uh-huh. I've traveled for two years off of my savings. Uh-huh. Um, and if I've been able to do that while maintaining being vegan, right. um, but I think that kind of answers the question of if it, if it can be affordable. Yes, absolutely. You, you actually answered that question very well because, yeah, because <laughs> that, that has been one thing that I have heard quite a lot of times. And mostly from, uh, uh, possibly in India, it is still not that expensive. Obviously, in India, it is definitely not expensive. Yeah. But, yeah, I've heard about it being expensive in other countries. So I thought that, yeah, I really would want to sort of, you know, ask you that question. Considering that, you know, you have traveled so much and you have experienced the life while on road. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, that actually helps quite a lot. Thank you, Carly. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh-huh, please yeah. go ahead, please go ahead. I was just, it just came to my mind, like, I used to, if you go out to dinner every night, vegan or not, it's going to be expensive. But sure. I remember, like, when you think about other countries besides India, um, like, I'm from the U.S., right? So there's Trader Joe's, for example. Mm-hmm. Some people may be familiar. It's like an organic, uh, like, a less expensive grocery store. Right, um, right, right. So I remember there was a shopping list of, like, eat vegan for a week for 25 bucks. And we're buying things like black beans and brown rice uh-huh. and, um, you know, inexpensive veggies and you're making your own food, then it's going to be really inexpensive. So Absolutely. my mm-hmm. best advice for that is to look at what's local uh-huh. and look at what's in season. So Absolutely. I try to buy as locally and in season as possible when I look at my fruits and veggies and legumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the, the easiest way for me to budget. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's one way to sort of, you know, go on about it without it really pinching your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for the environment. If we're eating what's local and in season, Absolutely. then we're eating more sustainably anyways. Our food is not traveling far. Our food is usually then not processed or packaged in plastic. We can buy these things bulk right. um, most places in India. So you're not only looking at veganism, but you're actually helping the environment by being much more sustainable as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And that should give people one more reason to think about it. There you go, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Carly, I would like to ask you for any quick recipes or superfood suggestions that you could share. Something that, you know, could be as simple as maybe um, a smoothie made with banana or maybe some other fruit. Anything, basically. Yeah. You've got the flow. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, like, my local superfoods um, that I always have with me, like, uh-huh. I, I don't take supplements on a regular basis because uh-huh. I don't need to because it's naturally, like, I get everything I need in my diet. So, okay. I guess my number one suggestion is to eat as colorfully as possible. Uh-huh. So, when I go to the grocery store and I fill my basket up, I try uh-huh. to throw as many colors in there as possible. All right. Because each color has a different nutrient or mm-hmm. macronutrient in it. Um. So, you know, I make sure I've got some, um, you know, spinach and some yellow peppers and uh-huh. some tomatoes and some red cabbage. And, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I'm throwing all the colors in there. Yeah. 
so that's one uh, tip. Um, my superfoods that I always like to have with me, I am spirulina. I'm a huge spirulina nut. Um, it grows in South India, so it's pretty inexpensive here. Uh-huh, um, so uh-huh. I, I buy it whenever I can find it. I like the powder because uh-huh. I like to mix it into smoothies, and I like to sometimes even make green oats and mix it into my oats. Mm-hmm. Um, so spirulina also has a lot of protein. Uh-huh, right, 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 right. So it's a really easy way to get your protein. Um, so spirulina is one of my favorite superfoods. Um, also raw cacao. Uh-huh. So for those who have a sweet tooth, especially raw cacao, um, is not super expensive and it's uh-huh. really healthy. It's raw, obviously, um, much healthier than cocoa, which uh-huh. has added sugars and emulsifiers right, and is right. not inherently vegan. Um, same thing. I like the powder and I throw it into oats or smoothies, um, I sprinkle it on top of stuff. I make uh-huh. nice cream out of it. Um, so cacao, spirulina, um, turmeric, turmeric I put on everything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so a couple of my favorite recipes. Uh-huh. So I thought of this when you talked about your eggs. So a lot uh-huh. of people are scared of tofu, but I do love to eat tofu. Uh-huh. Um, it's a great lean protein. You talked about the gym. I'm also um, kind of a gym freak, too, so I love to get lean protein. Right. So I love making a vegan tofu scramble mm-hmm. where I just chop up some tofu. Uh-huh. And I don't – I try not to use any oil when I cook. So uh-huh. I like to use um, water with vegetables, okay. like onions, mm-hmm. like onions and tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just put that in with a little bit of water, some garlic, chopped up garlic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll use that instead of oil. And uh-huh. when you when you grill those vegetables, there is enough water in there that you don't need to use oil. Mm-hmm. And then I'll throw in some diced tofu, mm-hmm. um, spinach, and turmeric. So I sprinkle the turmeric on the tofu, and it gives it the color of eggs. Right. And it gives it a really nice flavor. And turmeric is in every Indian kitchen. So Absolutely. there you go. Okay. <laughs> easy vegan scrambled egg recipe. For wow. I I actually really, <laughs> I, I, I actually have, you know, water in my mouth right now. <laughs> After listening to that, I really want to eat it, like, right away if I could. But unfortunately, because of the lockdown, I don't think so I can yeah. get tofu as of now. But, yes, the moment I, I can get it, I'm going to... I'm going to give it a shot, for sure, for sure. And let me know. And it's really quick and easy. I'm not a good chef. I'm like a really simple vegan chef. So if I can do it, you can do it. So the tofu and the um, the spinach in there make it really high in protein and really healthy, too. Right. So that's absolutely. my favorite recipes. Um, the other thing that I just discovered, uh-huh. uh, I was kind of angry that I didn't discover it sooner after uh-huh. 11 years of being vegan, is how to make an ice cream. Have you ever mm. made an ice cream before? Not really, but I am all ears. Please go ahead. Okay. So you need a pretty strong blender because I've recently broken a mixie trying to make it with a uh-huh. small mixie. Uh-huh. Um, so try it with a little bit of a stronger blender. Okay. But basically, you freeze bananas uh-huh. and you combine them with pretty much anything in order to make uh, healthy vegan ice cream, and it's called ice cream. So it's made with a frozen banana base instead mm-hmm. of a milk base. So wow. some of my favorite uh, recipes of ice cream is using the raw cacao powder uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, with the frozen bananas. And then I like to add in dates. 
Mm -hmm. um, to sweeten it up a little bit. So we just throw a date or two in there. Right. um, And you just blend it and not too much. I don't add any nut milk if possible Uh because that will make it more of a smoothie consistency, but you Uh want to have that thick ice cream-like consistency. Right, right, right. Um, So there you go. Three ingredients, bananas, dates, and raw cacao powder, and you have chocolate and ice cream. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have given me such good treasure. <laughs> I also Honestly. love ashwagandha. So I take um, ashwagandha. I try to take on a daily basis because it's a great, like, anxiety and stress reliever, um, and it's local. And so I add that in there, too, um, just to get a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of my favorite things to use is pineapple. So uh-huh. pineapple chunks freeze really well. Uh-huh. And so if you freeze up some pineapple chunks and mix them with the banana, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then you've got pineapple and ice cream. And wow. it's delicious. Yes. Oh, oh also, wow, Carly. Also, I am so happy that we are having this conversation right now. I can't even tell you that, you know, this makes me so happy because I, because otherwise I, I don't really eat a lot of sweets. But yes, sometimes, you know, you just want something. You just want something a little different. So I am definitely sometimes going to give. Sometimes you just get a craving. Yeah, like you know, sometimes it it just happens. So I am definitely going to give this a shot at least because you know the bananas are there. So I'm pretty much sure I can arrange for other stuff, and I am going to make this ice cream, and I will let you know yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right. So before I let you go, I have just one quick last question. If you have any lockdown tips for vegans. Yes. Um, so I definitely stocked up, not an excessive amount, but enough for myself to make uh-huh. sure that I didn't have a shortage of um, fruits and veggies during the lockdown. Right. Um, and, you know, I we've been able now, as we've seen it unfold, to go out every few days mm-hmm. and pick up our, our groceries as needed. Mm-hmm. But things, the prices have gone up. Things are right. less accessible. And right. we really want to stay home, right? We don't want Absolutely. to be going out every day for groceries or it kind yes. of defeats the purpose of the lockdown. Absolutely. So um, one of my biggest tips is to get fruits and vegetables that you can freeze. Okay. So that way you don't have to go without fresh fruits and veggies during lockdown. Mm. Um, actually, if fruits and vegetables are frozen at their peak um, uh-huh. ripeness, they uh-huh. actually retain all of the vitamins and minerals. So as long as you freeze them, they're not going to lose any of their nutritional value. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So things you can freeze are corn, peas, broccoli, um, and... Yeah, those are some veggies that are that freeze really well. Mm-hmm. Um, spinach, um, and then, uh, like I said, for the nice cream, I've been buying an excess of bananas. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. biggest tip is peel them and chop them first. You won't be able to peel them and chop them after you freeze them. Right. So peel them and chop them first. But um, freezing bananas, pineapple. Um, uh, grapes, green grapes. I freeze green grapes, and they're uh-huh. like, you just go in the freezer and you get them as a healthy snack. Mm. Uh, um, and those are in season right now. Absolutely, um, yeah. Mango. Once it's starting to come around um, towards mango season, so mango, papaya, oh, uh, yes. all of these things you can you can buy a few extra, slice them up, freeze them, right. and then have them ready to go. Um, so that is one of my biggest tips for lockdown is how I've been able to still eat really healthy every day. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely. Yes. The other thing is oats. So as a healthy vegan, like oats, and I don't, I'm not a great cook. Um, oats is one of my 
easiest go-to meal. Uh-huh. Um, so you just buy a giant bag of oats. Um, I don't really have any certain brand. Any mm-hmm. oats will do. Uh-huh. Um, and you can dress up your oats any way you want. You can add raw cacao and make chocolate oats. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to cut bananas and, and pomegranate seeds and sprinkle them on top. I sometimes I um, mix in turmeric and some different mm-hmm. spices, and I made like golden oats the other day. Um, oh, nice! Some cacao nibs on top of some um, oats that I made with turmeric and coconut milk. Uh huh. Um, so you can you can do peanut butter and jelly oats. I'll mix right. in peanut butter and a little bit of jam and put some bananas on top. Um, so you can really do a lot with oats. You can make them different every single day. Yeah. You can add the cinnamon and it. apples. Yeah. And you could even do like masala oats and make savory oats uh-huh. um, versus just sweet. So that is also something that will store really well um, and keep you going through lockdown. Absolutely. Um, this is going to be of great Great help, I'm pretty much sure. <laughs> Thanks for sharing yeah. all of this information, Carly. Like, honestly. Yeah, I'm so happy to share. Um, and if you can get your hands on some tofu, if you if you find that, that's also uh-huh. something that will keep really well in your fridge. Um, and you can make lots of those tofu scrambles. Right. I so. am really looking forward to this one for sure. The moment I get get some tof- tofu, I am going to give it a shot for sure. And I will update you on that. <laughs> okay, Carly, I did it and it was delicious because I'm pretty sure it will be delicious. And yeah, yeah, I'm I will give you update. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Carly. So with this, I think we can sort of you know end this conversation here, and possibly I will bring you back some other day for a new episode. But so far, this went so well, and I'm so happy that we could discuss the uh, this, this topic of, you know, easing into veganism. And I'm pretty sure it's going to help a lot of people. And if anybody wants to get in touch with Carly, she is on Instagram, and she has her own blog, and I will leave all the information in the description. So, yes, there you go. All right, Carly. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. And uh, thank you for, you know, even as a non-vegan, um, you know, for highlighting this topic and for wanting to share and spread awareness and spread compassion, um, that really says a lot. Um, it says a lot about mm-hmm. you and about the fact that there are people out there who are open to this. And, Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. So thank you for taking the time and um, uh, thank you for understanding, you know, we're in lockdown uh-huh. and I'm sharing a house with many people and so <laughs> I had my family coming in and out a couple of times during the conversation so I apologize but I think we're all kind of in the same boat during lockdown here Shruti Out Loud welcomes all stories it can be a brand it can be an organization or it can be a person the only thing common would be passion for life. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Ghana Podcast, and every other platform where you can hear this. Please leave a review as that helps my podcast to grow. Thank you once again. See you for the next episode. Bye.